fun character building Jane app out of her own need back in 2011. So many years ago, launched her own, uh, launched her own uh, venture and then said, why doesn't anyone have this? Ca- complained enough, convinced someone else with 30 grand to basically build this application for her. Since then, they've scaled to over 18,000 customers, $4.7 million in ARR. They've doubled year over year. So doing about two, two and a half million about a year ago, under 5% gross annual logo turn. So super healthy economics. When they do pay to acquire customers, CAC is about 40 bucks. So two month payback, really healthy with our team of 36 in Canada and now expanding remote into the US as well. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Allison Taylor. She does like talking about SaaS healthcare growth insurance, billing, pricing, churn, customer service, sales, and human behavior, a basket of expertise all in one. She's lucky to have a live a life that allows her to talk about all of these things every day as co-founder of a company called Jane. Allison, are you ready to take us to the top? Yeah. All right. So the URL is janeapp.com. Tell us what the company does and what's your revenue model? How do you make money? Yeah, we're a SaaS company. I don't know how broad your listeners They're are. They're all SaaS. So they know SaaS. All SaaS. Okay, yep. fantastic. So I can talk in acronyms. Yes. No one's going to hate me. Software um, as a service. Yep. Software as a service. Yeah. So uh, people pay their monthly fees um, and it's based on licenses. So the number of practitioners using our service. So we have, it's a, it's a practice management software. Okay, great. And you're selling, sorry, directly to the, to the hospital and then they're buying the seats or you're selling Not directly? Hospitals. Yeah. So this is where Jane's a little bit different. We're actually at Allied Health. So specifically, for physio, chiro, massage, naturopath, osteo. So there's been a lot of, uh, there's a lot of options in the space for MDs and GPs, and we're kind of going to that next tier down, and they're very much ignored by the software industry in general. Interesting. I want to dive more into that in a second, but on average, what are people paying you per month for this sort of thing? So our base price is 74, but our average customer right now is about 95. We've started with that really, we call them VSBs, the very small businesses. So we started <laughs> on the, the, that end of the market. We're almost consumer, um, but, and then we'll go into enterprise as we grow. So I have to ask you this. I mean, a trend we see in SaaS companies that play in this kind of space is churn is just through the roof. Maybe it's different because totally. your space, but how are you yeah. mitigating your churn and what is it? It's under 5% year over year. So we're really, really sticky. Um, and we've done that just by being really perfect. So we've had perfect market fit and really amazing customer service. And we don't have any sales staff. Allison, so, what does that mean under 5%? Is that logo churn or revenue churn or net or gross? It's revenue churn. Okay. And yeah. is that net or gross? That's gross. Okay, gross. And that's annual. That's a great number annually. Yeah, that's annual. Yeah. So our our churn is really low um, because uh, we just have really... It, it's proven to be a perfect product. So there's not anything else for them to go to. And it's also been quite a bit of a land grab. So how do you, how do you measure, you said you use the word perfect kind of twice there in the last minute. How do you, how do you yeah, measure yeah. that? How do you know that? 
Um, well, because there is no churn. So there's nothing else that they're going to. And also because I'm the first customer. So I was the customer that started the product. What year was my that? My co-founder. That was in 2011. I opened my practice originally. And my co-founder created the product for me as he was doing my branding and marketing. And so there was nothing out there. It was solving my own problem. And then that's just how James... Well, what was well, it? Tell me more about that, that initial story. What were you, what were you, what were you teaching? Yeah. What were you teaching? What was the problem? So not teaching, I was opening a practice, so a small business. Uh, but doing what? Oh, okay. Yeah, physio, chiro, massage, naturopath, osteo. It's a multidisciplinary practice. And I was looking, he was doing my branding, my website, and we were looking for something for online booking and electronic charting specifically that would work with all the different disciplines. Uh, and back in 2011, especially, everything was just horrifically awful. It looked like the page <laughs> was like half loaded as the page would load. And I'm yeah. like, this is, this is the full experience for my patients. And I was spending all this money on TIs and building a beautiful practice. And What's so a TI? I needed that. Oh, the uh, building out of the space. Got it. Yeah. So I needed some, sorry, wrong acronym. That's yeah, not a SAS that's acronym. That's not SAS. Yeah. That's not allowed here. That's a landlord uh, kind of thing. Yeah, right? seriously. Um, and so I needed something that was going to work with all the different disciplines. Uh, and I complained a lot. And then he just said, okay, we'll build you something for. Was he a developer? So yeah. They'd done sort of um, apps just for other clients before, but not, it wasn't really his main thing, but now it's his main thing. Interesting. 100% of the time. Yeah. Uh, and so he built me the original version in about six weeks. We went live. I, ha- I ran it for a year on a Mac mini in my clinic. And then other people started asking us what it was because <laughs> they were using my online booking and they were seeing it. So that was our full market research. We did, we had like half a dozen clinics that were like, can we use this? And we did said, you just pay yeah. him to do this at the beginning or he just Originally. put in his sweat equity and you just no. gave him equity? Uh, you know, we were friends and I did say, you have to charge me enough that I can be a pain in the ass client. So yes. I was like, whatever you charge me, make sure it's enough. What do you charge you? Like this. It was like $30,000. <laughs> That's like, good. So he like, still like, had to like, if you want a design change, he couldn't just be like, oh, I can't do this because you're not paying me. He had to kind of listen. Otherwise exactly. he wasn't getting the last 50%. I, and there's none of this free service because yeah. I actually want to be a pain in the ass. Yeah. Oh, can I? That's so no, funny. Like, yeah, you absolutely can. No problem. So <laughs> tell me, let's fast forward today. How many customers are now on the platform? Yeah, we've got 18,000 practitioners. We're all around the world. So we started in Canada. Those are all paying, all, right? All paying. And okay. we don't have a free ser- free trial. So okay. we find that that's a bad experience for customers to come into an empty account. And we also do uh, a lot of work to bring over their data for them. So they're all paying. Um, and they're all. we started in Canada. Now we're growing really quickly in the U.S. There's actually been some market changes recently that it's accelerated our growth in the U.S. by about six months from what we were expecting. What are those? Are those government-related um, things? No, although that is fascinating and I can talk about a insurance for forever. I'm really good at parties. Oh my gosh. I was, I was about to Everybody say, you are like, you like know how to talk about all the things that I never want to talk about. Oh, no, seriously. I know. <laughs> I went down, I sat in an insurance billing class and I was like, oh my this gosh. is so awesome. There's some, like, something's wrong with you. Something is wrong with me. I know it's, it's a deep, it's a rooted, deep rooted problem. I wake up at night thinking about insurance billing codes and get all excited about like, using a tag instead of using a drop down. It's ridiculous. Um, anyway, so yeah, the market changes is there was a competitor that was a free model and they went to a paid model Ew. and then there was another competitor that cut, shut down completely. And so all of a sudden we're getting all of these people jumping on board. Were they, were the, were they legitimate competitors or like how they, were they, you know, doing many, many yeah. millions in revenue and. Oh yeah. Yeah. One's practice fusion. So they were an ad based model. Um, and they're, I think they primarily, um, market to MDs, but we, our market doesn't have anything. And so they've been using all the software that's designed for MDs and doctors. And so they've been, we've had a huge influx from that. Um, And it's just people all of a sudden looking out there, like what's what's out there looking what's around. And we've had, it's just word of mouth growth. So we're in Facebook groups and 
people just talk about us. We don't even see it. It's kind of invisible to us. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'm like, what do we do if it just takes off to, so quickly that we can't handle the growth? Yep. Hey, you, you've I'm, bootstrapped or have you raised? Bootstrapped. Oh, that's yeah. great. That's great. Yeah. And, and Allison, I want to make sure I'm getting this math right. So 18,000 people at the ARPU, you told me earlier, 95 bucks. I mean, that puts you guys at 1.7 million a month. Is that accurate? So 18,000 users, we lump together part-time practitioners. So a lot of our practitioners will work like one day a week or two days a week or they'll have smaller practices and we lump them together. So we're at 4.7 million is our ARR. Oh, that's great. Okay. Yeah. So we're still, we're still teeny tiny in the world of. Well, I'd give yourself some, I'd give yourself some credit though. I mean, that's a very respectable business. I would give you a lot of credit for doing that totally bootstrap. So 4.7 million today, that's about 390 grand per month in revenue. Uh, Where were we at 12 months ago? What's your growth rate? We've doubled, so 105 percent, I think, was our our, our revenue That's great. increase last year, and same with the year before. So we're hoping to get to 100 percent again this year. Yeah. That's so March goal. 2017, you're doing somewhere around called 180 grand, and you've again more than doubled that. We have, yeah. Yeah. And what's yeah, your goal for this year? Our rate's increasing too. Sorry. What's your goal for this year? To double again. That's great. That's it's, yeah. It's tough. Uh, I, we can do it. It's tough. It's good. I love it. Tell, tell, you were just telling me about your acquisition rate. Tell me more about that. What's it, what's it decreased to? Um, what's it? It's increased. Oh, it's increased. So yeah, yeah, it's increased. And um, what we want to see is a, a diversification from geographies as well as disciplines. And that's how our town gets to be big enough to be worthwhile. So last year, actually, we spent the year building out our software to accommodate us insurance, which is a little bit different than Canadian insurance. And we're like, this is the play. If it doesn't work in the U S our town is just too small. Like all of Canada is the size of California. So if then we're a lifestyle business, which is fine. We could have gone in that direction, but then this is just the, we have over uh, 550 clinics in the U S very suddenly that just picked us up before we're actually really ready. We're not doing any marketing down there or down where you are. Yeah. Yeah. uh, We're in Texas. So you can say down there. Yeah. (laughs) Down there. Where are you? Which the breakfast tacos, the breakfast tacos are amazing down here or Austin. Who started the breakfast taco? taco? It's and, a war. Right? And craft beer. Oh, okay. There's both. Yeah. All right, okay. good. <laughs> Have you been? I do, I'll talk about breakfast tacos also. Have for you been? Long. They're delicious. Yes, we've been to Austin and to, what's the other one? Where's the war? Who started the breakfast taco? It's a war between. Oh, gosh. I always thought it was Austin. No, didn't you know there's two cities that are very close and you guys both have well, San, both San Antonio, Houston, Dallas claim that you've created. I'm going to email you later with All right. who it is, <laughs> and then you can tell you can you can do some research and get back. If you guys are like me, it was quite a shock to me when I was building my first company, Heyo, and we reached like 10, 11, 12 people. And all of a sudden I'm going, wait, why am I getting notices from all these states? And that's because I had to file payroll and stuff in these states as we started hiring people from remote locations. It was the biggest pain in the, in the butt. I hated the paperwork. I hated the payroll. And so now today when I'm launching new companies, hiring new remote employees, I use a company called Gusto. It's very simple. Payroll benefits and HR for modern small businesses. What I like most, and I've timed this, it takes about seven minutes on average for my folks to run payroll. It's got fast, easy to run payroll, including W-2s and 1099s. I love that they have health benefits and 401ks all built in for nearly any budget. So you kind of just pick what you want. And they've got expert HR support just to call away. So you don't have to hire you know, HR people in-house. But most importantly, it frees up my time. So I can go back to my monday.com Kanban board print 
about, you know, plan the next sprint, you know, put the next spec out on the line and talk to three more customers. So if you want more effective payroll, you know, a lot of people change payroll providers at the end of the year. Now is really the best time to switch. So listeners of the podcast, you can go to nathanlacka.com forward slash gusto to try a demo and test it out. Again, that's nathanlacka.com forward slash gusto, and you'll get three months free once you run your first payroll. All right, I'll see you there. Give me some more economics here. What's the team size today? Um, we just hired eight people this month. So we're up to like 36 people. Okay. And um, we need to be up to 50 by the end of the year. Why do you say it like that? We need to be up to 50. We don't have enough staff. This is the problem being bootstrapped is that you make more money and that money is used to pay for more staff. And so we're always like our team works their butt off. Like we can't, we're not, we're working harder than 36 people. Yep. Uh, so the um, number of clients that everyone is representing, it's just, it's not a good number. So we're trying to hire, 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 but it's, you know, they have to train the staff. So this is the bootstrap problem. You're behind. You're always behind. Are you operating right now at a, I mean, pretty close to break even? Oh, we're profitable. Okay. But I mean, my point is, are you reinvesting pretty much everything? Oh yeah, we are. But it's actually, we have a million unspent in our budget right now. Oh, that's which, great. So we're trying to actually hire in advance to try and- A million in your budget or a million sitting in the bank you've already collected? A million in our budget unspent for the coming year. Okay. But that assumes obviously a growth rate, right? It assumes a very reasonable growth rate. Okay. Yeah. It's One, achievable. We've never, once, we've never not hit our targets. That's great. We have okay. a spreadsheet that we created like five years ago when we've hit our targets every time. I actually don't know what we'd do if we didn't, if we missed it. <laughs> That's good. Very good. And is that whole team, all 36, they're all based up in Canada? We just hired one contra- contractor, CRA. Does CRA listen to this? We just hired one contractor in Nashville and then the rest are in Canada. Yeah. Mostly local, like in our office. And then you talked earlier about like a lot of this is word of mouth marketing. I mean, have you tested channels where you know you can pay and get great growth? I mean, do you have an acquisition cost in any channels? Our acquisition cost is 40 bucks. And what we, we ascribe to that is like we do the trade shows. So I'll, the associations will do local trade shows where their membership come to get continuing education credits. And we've only done those so far in Canada, the UK and Australia. And we just did our first one in the US yes, uh, last week, actually. Well, so well, tell me, give me, the, actually, sorry, paint that picture, the one in the US. So like how much did yeah. you invest in that event? Well, we always try to like mix other things into it. So we went to visit Stripe because we're doing payment processing partnership with them. So we always try to mix them in. So it's sort of R&D mixed with marketing. It's sort of hard to actually yeah. divide it into the... In other words, that plane stuff. ticket for the three team members yeah. you took down, it's like Stripe exactly. plus the event plus exactly. three other things. plus the customer meeting. Yeah, so we do. And then the conferences are not just marketing because we're also doing R&D. So we're getting in front of the customers, the potential customers. My co-founder and I do as many as we can. Our other team members always want to go and we take them all. That's great. So we go man the booth, like we're the booth babes and we, That's we funny. see people's reaction to our products. And yeah. Well, look great. with 400 grand or sorry, sorry. I meant about 390 grand or 4.7 million bucks in ARR. You take the 18,000 people paying you. I mean, the average one that is about 22 ish bucks, right? If you're paying 40 bucks from your payback periods, two months, that's super, super healthy. Is that accurate? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. That yeah. Would, so it's about a half a month. You get that payback, payback quick, really quick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how have you, I'm sure you've been approached by investors. Why and how have you resisted the urge to raise capital? Well, we're both of my co-founder and myself, were really driven by the job being fun. So we absolutely adore our jobs. Like it's, you can't beat it. It's amazing. There's so much to learn and do and grow and explore. And so we're growing this company um, and we've never had a zero cash date. So all of these things that we're learning about what happens, we're just trying to be really. What is that? A zero active. cash date? 
I know. Did you know this exists? No, so what is, is that? You take investment and then all of a sudden you have a date where you're going to run out of money because you're spending more than you make. So basically you're oh, got it. Like a, your run rate. Actual, yeah, this whole idea of a runway. I'm like, what? We just, that's a thing. Like you can run out of money and not have enough money to pay your staff and we don't have a date like that. So yeah. we get to do this because it's super fun and we get to build the product exactly the way we want and the cu- treat the customers the way we want. And we don't have, there's no pressure to be a huge sales organization where we, have, we don't have to hire. And we just don't have to listen to anyone on that side of things that so we get to grow it the way we want. But the, we just learned about a zero cash date at Saster like, well, ago. look, listen, Jason, Jason <laughs> is now, afraid. Jason is now a VC and I'm going to get so much flack for this because a lot of them <laughs> listen to the show, but VCs don't make money unless they can pour I in know. cash and it either goes big, but here's what they don't tell you. They, they either want you to go big or fail quickly. quickly all that, all that, it's the time. All that happens is they want you to do hey, something this, faster, quit, like fail is, or succeed. What is it? The IRR or whatever. I'm reading the business of venture capital right now, because if I'm going to, if we're ever going to go down that path, I want to know as much as they know when they're sitting on the other side of the table. Yeah. So this is the book I'm reading. And there, there's something called the IRR, I think, right? And it's investment divided by time. Mm-hmm. And there's a list here called the narwhal list. Mm-hmm. Did you know the, do you know what a narwhal is? Nope. It's a whale with a horn okay like a like a unicorn in the water i feel like i so maybe saw say, one of those on friday night <laughs> you saw one <laughs> oh, just oh where were you <laughs> i'm kidding <laughs> so that's what they call canadian unicorns they're like they're narwhals oh my gosh see this yeah. is the thing vcs have to sell the story like the ego story associated to raising capital otherwise no one would raise capital because the economics rarely make sense Totally. I understand. I get like, it's a job. They're taking money from someone, they're LPs yep. and they're having to make a return on that. I totally, I, I mean, it makes complete sense why they're doing it the way they're doing it. Yep. It's just, do I want that for my business? That's and right. realistically, I actually have the exact same goal as a VC. Like I want to grow this thing huge. Yep. So bringing in a VC on board, I don't know, it, it wouldn't change it as long as everything is going well. So then I want to know what happens when it doesn't go well. Do I hate my job now? It's faster. That's the thing. Like all the extra money will do is make whatever you're doing happen faster, either fail or succeed. We don't have a coin operated model. We don't have a put a million dollars into these sales reps. Yeah. We have a word of mouth growth. So we, ha- we don't have a tested. So we put it all into product market fit that like, we know what we would do if we took investment and we think about it all the time. And we do get like six emails a day from, you know, different, I don't know how you're supposed to choose. You know, we got an email, we had a call with Bessemer and I had no idea who they were. Mm-hmm. And I'm on the call just and people after like Bessemer, you were talking to Bessemer. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know who that is. Like, yeah, this is I mean, so they, naive. They gen- I think, by the way, I think, I think going into those calls totally naive is actually, even if you know everything is actually a great way to do it because then they're always feeling like they have to convince you and you hold all the leverage, which you do. Um, but look, I mean, all those firms are wonderful and some of them can add real interesting yeah. kind of strategic components. Like for example, your space. I mean, I wonder why a company like Booker Right, hasn't like partnered with you hardcore. They just are sorry, not Booker, but Mind Body just bought Booker. Mind Body. Yeah, yeah just yeah. bought Booker. Um, yeah, with yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like there can be sometimes strategic reasons it makes sense, but otherwise not not really. Yeah, it depends on the path you want to go. And I think we're not growing a huge business for an exit. We're mm-hmm. growing a business to be a sustainable, responsible business that provides a great service. And so you have to get into a fund that's okay with a bit of a longer run and with a, a lower multiplier like yeah. and do those they're starting to come up because i think founder based funds like people who yeah. had their own business and are they're it's a new sort of tier of vcs that are coming out of 
ex-founders and it's kind of fascinating yep and then and then all the angel networks i yeah we've chosen to bootstrap and honestly we go to talk sometimes to people who are like bootstrap but they didn't choose to bootstrap they were turned down for funding multiple yep. times well the so problem is people like you companies. people like you um Oh yeah, you this see, is good. I like it when you start a sentence like well, that. Well, but people like you don't spend time <laughs> doing that, telling their story like this, right? Because you don't need to, mm, right? The people, yeah, the people yeah, that like bootstrap and want to brag about the bootstrap story, do it because none of their other stories are working, right? So, right. So that's what they lean the, on. The message doesn't get out there. And actually, I was saying I should put out a press release. Like we should do a press release. Jane raised zero dollars this yeah, year. That'd be so funny. Like, that's the <laughs> only thing people celebrate. You should do that. Just, I was going, I was actually, Listen, I don't have a marketing team. I want to, I'm going to have you back on the show. I'll you have you back on the show yeah. in, in uh, or actually maybe on, on this episode, I, that will be the headline. Oh, I lost you. I was going to say on this episode, I will use that as a headline. I will say yeah. profitable yeah. company raises Basically. zero capital in <laughs> 2018. <laughs> well, that's so that Narwhal was list I was mentioning that they published here in Canada, some tech company thing. They say the way that they come up with that metric is number of dollars divided by years of company, number of dollars of funding divided by numbers of years your company's been around. Which is ridiculous. So How like, about revenue? That doesn't matter. Yeah. How about profitability? doesn't matter. So I'm like, this is their list. And they, they call it the velocity list. Look who's behind like, it though. Look who's publishing. And I guarantee you it's a VC that has to sell that story. But it's also because that's the metric that they used as a VC to determine whether the fund succeeded or not. Yep. And so I'm like, but they're trying to apply it to private, like to all these other companies. I'm like, this is ridiculous. This is the most ridiculous number. And it's very buried. Like to find out how they made this list, you have yep. to really dig into the article. Do you ever miss practicing? I'm not a practitioner. I have an English but you, degree. But didn't you open up your own place? That's how you got yeah, this. I did. My parents are physios. I know. I'm uh, an accidental entrepreneur. I just keep doing, I just say yes to things when they happen and then they turn into other things. Got it. Very good. Well, let's Allison, let's wrap up here with the famous five. First question. What's your favorite business book or last or last book you read in general? Well, I'm currently reading the business of venture capital. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Oh, that's a good question. Well, I mean, Elon Musk is just like amazing because of all the random things he does. So I would say, he, I mean, who has time to follow anything? But. Yeah. So Jane, Jane's going to be selling flamethrowers here here soon. Is that what's going to happen? Well, I'm interested. I want to know about more about his rocket that gets me places really quickly because I'm <laughs> I'm like always late for everything. <laughs> That's right. funny. Number three, besides your own, what's your favorite online tool for building the business? Besides which one? Besides your own. Oh well, Slack. You can't. I can't operate without Slack. If Slack goes down, everyone in my office just sits and stares at their computer blankly, like they don't know what to do. <laughs> it's also we're actually starting a remote team, so it's building culture remote, and it does. It's a huddle, and it's amazing. I don't know how people operate without it. Number four. How many hours of sleep do you get every night? Oh, it depends if I'm on a work trip or not on a work trip. Average Between four and seven. Okay, that's probably good. So we'll say you know five and a half ish, right? Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Last last few questions here. Uh, married, single, have kiddos. I got three little ones. Oh. Yeah. Well, they're not that little. Ten, nine, and six. Okay. Um. And separated. Okay. So single. And do you mind me asking how old you are? I'm thirty six. Thirty six. Last question. Take us back sixteen years. What do you wish your twenty year old self knew? Oh, I don't do regret or I don't think. No, it's nothing. not a regret. It's not a, it's not something you regret. It's just something you wish you knew back then. Um, oh, that it's, that it's okay to be me. Like I'm different and that's fine. Like <laughs> I don't have to be a girl like every other girl. I was going to say, turn your head real quick. I love this haircut. Turn, yeah. it, turn it all the way around. Is it, is there, is there anything on the back or just the side? 
No, it's a side. Do you think I should get Jane shaved into there? Though? I think that would be so cool. Why did you make the decision to only shave one side versus both? Oh, because then I can flip it and grow it out if I want. Oh, interesting. Well, yeah. look at this. This Bad is that pro for- the hair pro forma. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, there you have it from Allison. Fun character building Jane up out of her own need back in 2011. So many years ago, launched her own, uh, launched her own uh, adventure and then said, why doesn't anyone have this? Ca- complained enough, convinced someone else with 30 grand to basically build this application for her. Since then, they've scaled to over 18,000 customers, $4.7 million in ARR. They've doubled year over year. So doing about two, two and a half million about a year ago, under 5% gross annual logo churn. So super healthy economics. When they do pay to acquire customers, CAC is about 40 bucks. So two month payback, really healthy with our team of 36 in Canada and now expanding remote into the US as well. uh, Allison, thank you so much for taking us to the top. Yeah, of course.